When I was 12 years old, I remember watching an unassuming young Otago boy by the name of Daniel Loder absolutely smash it in the pool at the Atlanta Olympics. Daniel Loder in the black cap in lane five. We represent more, I think, in sport in New Zealand than a lot of countries. It almost encapsulates who we are. There's Loder at the top of your screen. Have a look at his leg kick. So we use sport to express our sense of nationhood, a sense of community, a sense of pride. 25 metres to go. Is this going to be gold for Daniel Loder? Daniel Loder of New Zealand leads. And that's what Kiwis love. Loder wins! Loder wins gold for New Zealand! He won double gold medals in the 200 and 400 metre freestyle. Now, seeing a humble young man from Aotearoa dominate in such a prestigious international event, well, it left a lasting impression on me. He made me feel like anything was possible, even though we were from a small country in the South Pacific. As Kiwis, we all felt super proud that day. Today, we'll meet the people who have used digital to bring those moments to life and support a team of incredible Kiwi athletes as they head around the globe. From Facebook, this is Face to Face, or in Te Reo Māori, Kanohe ki te kanohe, a proverb often used about two people coming together to make a connection or to discuss an important issue. I'm Tom Hearn. New Zealand is a proud sporting nation. We love rugby, snowboarding, cricket, sailing, rowing, netball, aerial skiing, basketball, darts, canoeing, you name it. But that's only the beginning. From the white ferns to the tall blacks, sport is part of who we are. We see ourselves in every victory and every defeat. But thankfully, there aren't too many of those. Uh, Just saying, you know, especially with the All Blacks. Um, Not that I'm gloating. I mean, we're humble Kiwis, of course. And um, so, yeah, moving on. At the centre of it all, the silver fern. A symbol of teamwork, athleticism, ownership and heroism. Kia ora. My name is uh, Sharon Van Gulick and I'm the commercial director at the New Zealand Olympic Committee. That's the organisation that brings Kiwi athletes to the Olympic and Commonwealth Games. Sharon says that most people are surprised to learn that the committee isn't government-funded. You see, every dollar they spend comes from private financing and fundraising. Now, that makes Sharon's job even more important, you see, because she has to whip up a sense of pride not only for the fans, but also for the brands in order to get the team to the Games. When I came on board to the New Zealand Olympic Committee, what we had was a fabulous Olympic team or Commonwealth Games team or Pacific Games team. They used to go away to games and for the big events, the big ones, we'd create one-off campaigns that would kind of tell a campaign story, try to bring the team together and bring New Zealand and the community together behind the team, send them off, do great things, win lots of medals, come home, celebrate that success and then disappear again. And we did it extraordinarily well. So a fabulous team, well followed, you know, great engagement with athletes and the like. Sharon wanted to build on that engagement, drawing on what she already knew about how Kiwis consumed sport. So she went in search of a creative team that could pull it off. One of the things we did when we sat down with the team and talked about, you know, how do we go forward, we said, we need a partner who can come to the table with us and can do two things. One is really help us build a brand strategy and a strategy that takes us from this peaks and troughs experience as a team to something that can actually build something that's enduring, that is more about a brand than a transactional kind of games challenge and then can help tell that story. So we basically 
asked agencies to pitch, got a couple of great creds. And they found their perfect match at one of the world's best-known agencies, Saatchi and Saatchi. Saatchi's won that pitch with their creative, which was all around this idea of building an enduring team proposition, which we aligned actually at the same time with how do we go from this Commonwealth Games team or Olympic team to this proposition that was always on, and the result was the New Zealand team. And what brings that together? It was the idea that the guys brought to the table. Well, it sounds simple enough, right? But Saatchi's chief creative officer, Toby Talbot, well, he had a big job on his hands. This was much more than a new logo. One of the exciting things for us in the partnership is that, you know, if you think about the usual transactional process between marketing and advertising is that a brief comes in and we might do a TV ad or something like this sits way above that. So if you think about the various touch points of Sharon's organisation, it's far more about kind of whether it's redesigning the silver fern, which we've done. We're just working through uniforms at the moment, what somebody might wear on a podium for instance, and how the New Zealand looks on their back. You know, there's so many aspects to that. But I think for us, it was looking at who's done what out there, what worked. This idea became Earn the Fern, a brand platform highlighting the fern symbol and its relevance to the history of New Zealand. The campaign would harness the strong community spirit of the Kiwi team and share it with the nation. It's amazing how far one fern has come. The fern is a belief that to really win is to win the right way. They took to social channels like Facebook and Instagram to spread the meaning of the fern. Through gorgeous video, exclusive content and behind-the-scenes adventures. The fern is a contract. The fern is a legacy. To give all you have and never compromise. To underline the importance of team culture and to allow the team to tell their own stories to symbolise what it takes and what it means for athletes to wear the silver fern. To wear it is to add to it. It encourages us to push harder. Faster. It reflected the pride and respect the New Zealand team has for Aotearoa, but also the other athletes and for the host nations. She doesn't know really Representing New Zealand. Because that's what sport means to Kiwis, right? I mean, is it, it's not just a barbecue with your mates before the rugby kicks off or staying up late to watch the Olympics by the glow of your telly. It is literally everything. This is a country with its own very unique heritage. If you think about our branding, if you think about our colours, you know, we are very much our own, our own people. And I think we wanted to kind of reflect that in what we came up with. We've been sending teams off to games in New Zealand for over 100 years now. Tokyo will be the games that will represent 100 years of New Zealanders going to games wearing the silver fern, which is pretty special. That's a big legacy of performance. And before that, there's been the one thing that has united everybody. It's that idea of that fern, that sense of nationhood, that sense of pride, the black, Mm. the silver, and then the sporting prowess. I mean, New Zealand is a remarkable country. So we're, you know, in terms of there are like 206 nations that'll be in Olympic Games. And yet we managed to be on the medal table. I think in Rio we were 18th and in London we were 15th on the medal table. But in terms of following, we were top of the world. So for us, it was about bringing that idea and that proud heritage to life, which is what these guys delivered for us in the campaign. But it's different from other sporting events, right? I mean, we don't get to get our mates together and watch the Olympics every week. It's an event in every sense of the word. 
and one that drives conversations and new obsessions with weird and wonderful sports that we don't always think about. The challenge for Sharon and Toby's teams is to maintain people's interests during those in-between times. Every four years, people are going to turn their TV on for two weeks. And they're going to be glued to the screen and they're going to love it. And then they're maybe going to kind of forget about it until, you know, the next time around. So if you think about that strategy of, if you imagine the Olympic brand is not a brand, it's actually a product. You've got all eyes on that product for a two-week period and then a colossal amount of time when there isn't. So how do we engage but be consistent at the same time. So how do we keep people interested, hence always on, but how do it in such a way that it's truly reflective of New Zealanders and the athletes and create a dialogue between people that is constant? First thing we did is we redid the brand. We started with the rings and the fern, which is the classic mark, and the International Olympic Committee asked us to, the fern was poking through the rings. New rules, don't, don't do that anymore. So we lifted it Can't up. Do that. And we took <laughs> And we took the opportunity, to, and these guys helped us with us, to say, okay, so how do we use this as an opportunity to better articulate who we are? And so hence the whole proposition of we are the New Zealand team. We're the New Zealand team to these games, to all of these games, and we're always the New Zealand team. So once you've represented us, you're a part of the New Zealand team, you've got a number, and you will always be part of the team. Like all of New Zealand's greatest sporting moments, it's all about the people. He tangata, he tangata, he tangata. Jonah Lomu steamrolling Mike Catton, the rest of the England team during the 95 Rugby World Cup. Sir Peter Blake's lucky red socks winning the America's Cup. Lisa Carrington paddling to Olympic gold in both Rio and London. It's the Ukraine and New Zealand. Lisa Carrington, Lisa Carrington, gold medal. Toby and his team helped weave that spirit into an Olympic and Commonwealth Games fairy tale. I think it was really interesting just touching on that point about a nation that is obsessed with sport, Mm. that uses sport as a yardstick Mm. for success in so many ways. You know, like, how many times do you hear the fact that you kind of go, well, you know, yeah, this country's technically part of the Commonwealth, but our royal family is the All Blacks. We're very grassroots here. We Mm. are very much... Everyone starts the same way. It's up to everyone to kind of... It's about your own personal kind of, you know, belief. We wanted to create something that everyone can relate to as well. I mean, we don't want to take anything away from standing on a podium and winning a goal because that's the ultimate. But at the same time, through their journey, through what they do as athletes, I think it was really important that we could create something that everyone could relate to and love. They recognised that the fern, well, it belongs to everyone. And they got comfortable with letting go of control. Whatever you create, its success is purely born on the fact of somebody taking what you've got and going with it. It's about kind of, here's a thought, which was always a hashtag in the fern, and they'll go, right, I'm going to apply that to what I'm doing. Now, if it's Jossie Wells pulling off the most unreal (laughs) trick in a half pipe, that would always be from his perspective. You know, he's an amazing photographer. We would never dare, you know, push us as in Saatchi's, this is what you should do, Jossie. It's all about what he wants to do. So freedom of expression, but also around a unified cause. And the great thing about Sharon is that she's like going, no, I, you know, how many times I have to hear this kind of, you know, corporate guideline, you know, one typeface, here's where we put the logo and you're going, well, that's all kind of bullshit. We don't need that. We just need to create a unified kind of 
platform idea, which we did. And then we went, okay, let's just go a bit crazy on the Winter Olympics. And if you're going to go a little bit crazy, why not hit up a mountain? They took a team to Queenstown to shoot an ad with Olympian Zoe Sadowski's Senate. They were hoping for a perfect New Zealand day. You know, big blue sky, some lovely fresh powder on the mountain. When the campaign came together, we were the newly appointed agency. At that point, by the way, you really don't want to cock up. You want everything to go super smoothly with our new client. No pressure. No pressure. And what they got was a blizzard. Total whiteout. The kind that you can't even see your hand in front of your face through. So, like, a script went out the window... It's a bit like filming a famous Formula One driver and they go, there's only one thing, he can't have his car. So the ad starts in absolute whiteout conditions, a storm, almost like a scene from the Antarctic. And we see a figure arrive on screen, all within the one shot. The figure is walking towards us. It's quite evocative, very simple. As she gets closer, we see words etched out in graphics on the screen. They say, conditions change. Commitment doesn't. After those words, the figure pulls back her goggles and mask, revealing that it's Zoe. The ad ends with the hashtag, earn the fern. So it was a lot of that kind of co-creation thing with athletes. Not what I'd call a regular advertising relationship where you have a script, the script is researched, everything's sanitised, you know, this, this, this. We were just doing things on the hoof, really. Which is so cool. But actually, the footage is beautiful because it's so atmospheric. This attitude of making it about the athletes is in every part of the organisation. It's an eclectic mix, all bound together by a common goal, to make Aotearoa proud. Look, you know, the cool thing about the New Zealand team is that you have coming together these highly professional athletes, some very few, you know, rugby, golf, maybe it's basketball some, you know, uh, football some, with people who are completely non-professional, who are still trying to do a day job, train, get to the games. But when they come together, the professionals find it incredibly humbling to be part of something that's bigger than them. Mm. And to, uh, it's always a testament to a team when they come to games time, they're finished competing, and where do they go? They go to support the team. We have a team kind of kaupapa. Kaupapa, for all you non-Kiwis out there, that's kind of like a binding philosophy. And it's about building a performance culture that's around respect, integrity, you know, personal responsibility, self-expression. That kind of valued-based team kind of ethos is just innate. Very few of our athletes have their own commercial arrangements. The team is supported by a stunning group of uh, sponsors and partners because that's how the team is funded. But the athletes understand that. You know, they get that what they do on that particular stage wouldn't happen without these guys. But the way they engage is a really authentic way. So most of our partners want to actually listen and tell their stories. So the stories brought the athletes themselves to the fore to show how they earned the fern. One of them was Emma Twig. She's a world champion rower, but after a few knockbacks, she'd been discouraged. The video Sharon and Toby created brought her story back to life. Emma has rowed for us at the Olympic Games twice now, both in London and in Rio, and in both times she came fourth. Getting fourth in Rio was devastating. My career's had a lot of highs and lows. And she tells this incredible story about, you know, when that happened the second time, it was like, you've got to be kidding, could I possibly face another Games? You know, this was kind of eight, nine, ten years worth of, of slog, and I crossed the line and thought, never again, I can't put another four years of effort. 
Then what happened to Emma is she joined us as part of our athlete support team with our mm. Winter Olympic team mm. in Pyeongchang. So being an athlete who's been there, done that, to wrap support around those younger athletes who are new to an Olympic environment. And that opened her eyes again. Didn't really have any desire to be in a boat. Uh, and then all of a sudden I, I found myself in a high-performing environment in Pyeongchang and, and saw these athletes fulfilling their potential, having a great time and inspiring the rest of the world and thought, you know what, this is a privilege and there's only a certain amount of time in your life where you can be that person and, and my body is able to be that person. I'll never forget what a very good friend of mine said to me, you won't be defined by being a medalist or an Olympian, you'll be defined by how you deal with this failure and how you are as a person and the friendships that you form outside of that. It's a story of resilience, but it's a story that she tells in a way that only she can. Mm. That kind of has me at hello. Mm. It's, yeah. it's what we're about. It's about that story of it'll be 10 years of earning that fern, mm. you know, for New Zealand and then taking that to its ultimate expression at Olympic Games. I'm just so looking forward, hopefully, to seeing her in Tokyo, having completed that journey of resilience and shown us just what a remarkable young woman she really is. Incredible New Zealander. She's just one of many beautiful stories that we have the opportunity to tell. I think it's a huge privilege to wear the silver fern, and I hope that it's something that I can do justice to. Love your work, Emma. Another one of these stories is Bruce Wells. Now, he's not a world-class athlete himself, but his four sons are, and he's their coach. Here in New Zealand, Bruce, well, he's got a bit of a reputation for being a hard case. And that was the ad Sharon and Toby wanted to make. His story was a new angle for the campaign, one to connect their digital community with the people behind the scenes. Bruce is a character. I think one of the things that we always wanted to do when we launched Earn the Fern was to see it from different points of view. So rather than just the athletes, the coach too, lest we forget they're the ones on the sideline screaming, shouting, helping. Obviously, he has a vested interest, given he has four sons who are high-competing sort of athletes in the field. I've got four boys. First is Bo James. He could have been an accountant. Then Byron. He could have been an engineer. Jackson, well, Jackson could have been a doctor. And Jossie, well, he could have been an astronaut. His routine is punishing. And he's no spring chicken, is Bruce. Uh, and he's no orator, as we found out, either. He's a, <laughs> he is Bruce Wells, you know? So, Great voice, though. Oh, look, I love it. I love it. Well, thing going yeah, no, on no, that's right. He's kind of like a bit cowboy, right? Yeah. It's a bit, you know, like, you know, six shooter in his, on his hip. But the thing that I loved about him was that it was all about him being himself. Me? I could have been indoors. So we're trying to always kind of capture the real people as opposed to this kind of sanitised, sportsy, kind of made-for-TV ad version. And Bruce just did what Bruce does. Gets up in the morning, does his thing with the skis, throws them in the truck, drives up the mountain. Drop! You know, and that day, of course, it was a full-on blizzard, but we were there very early. He was first up on the shoot, so we managed to kind of get a bit of decent weather. But as we went up the mountain, it just got real bad. And that's when we realised we had to kind of improvise a wee bit. Jossie, he is the most extraordinary curator of his own Instagram profile. That's freestyle skier Jossie Wells, the eldest of Bruce's four sons. 
most of the creative department worship him on Instagram. So he has a huge cult following. Jossie's Insta feed is this exciting jumble of beautiful aerial skiing, massive stacks, and whatever else has made its way from his brain onto his phone. Ah. Uh. Dude, my shoulder's out. Do you know how to put it back in? There are pics of him flying through the air, scaling the side of a mountain, and taking a breath before the next big moment. Ow, why did I do a 180, you idiot? Using platforms like Instagram extends the campaign into supporters' hands. Sharon and her team work side-by-side with athletes to keep building a connection with their community. And it all leads to those big event periods. The Olympic and Commonwealth Games are a culmination of expert storytelling, community spirit, and heaps of heart. Next on the calendar, Tokyo 2020. A new challenge is on the horizon. So the Olympic Games is the big kahuna, the pinnacle event, and the guys have helped create a beautiful campaign construct, which is around the effect that wearing the fern has on our athletes. Kind of that little gem of an idea that it almost gives them superpowers. To take the fern further than ever before. What we've got is the next stage of expression of it. I think from an artistic perspective, we're taking it whole next level. To dig deeper than we ever have. We reflect both Japan and New Zealand. So, you know, where we might pay tribute to Mount Fuji, we acknowledge our own Maunga back here in New Zealand. New horizons away. So, you know, fern yeah. taken on the world, it's kind of like bring that on. Tokyo 2020 is calling. You can just feel the power of the fern, right? I think I've got something in my eye. I just... Whew. Yeah, so anyway, together, Sharon and Toby... They captured the heart of Kiwi sport and distilled it into one incredible campaign. And the payoff for the New Zealand Olympic Committee has been extraordinary, even in those in-between years when the games aren't on. When you compare our kind of properties with other traditional sports or single sports, our share of the pie has grown year on year as well in terms of share of hearts and minds. And so I think we've grown from over you know, 42% to over 50% of share of mind as kind of sporting events that people will love and follow, which is really important. The second measure is securing brand partners to partner with us and fund the team going forward. We have been able to secure probably the highest ever level of you know, financial support and investment in the team. The fact that both are tracking well above uh, where they've ever been before and they're consistently on a rise are really strong indicators that we're getting this right. So it's not just delivering the right thing for our athletes, which is mm. very important, the right thing for New Zealand in terms of their pride and aspiration for our team, but we're also doing the job of funding the business and enabling us to send more athletes to more games. Because, you know, that's the kaupapa, yeah? Yep. We've got to send those teams. Get the medals, but also do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fern has come this far with us. Let's see where we can take it next. Big thanks to Sharon Van Gula, Commercial Director at the New Zealand Olympic Committee, and Toby Talbot, Chief Creative Officer at Saatchi & Saatchi New Zealand. And that's it for the series. If you've missed any of the episodes, I can highly recommend that you go back and catch up. And don't forget, press subscribe to stay up to date. It's free. 
Face to Face is produced by Facebook's Catherine Bow and Alexandra Sloan, with production support from Alex Hayes, Corey Layton, James Milsom, and Anna Spargo-Ryan. Thanks to Jules Lund, Laura Tuck, Richie Kenzie, Sharif Youssef, and the team at Now We Collide. I'm Tom Hearn. Till next time, this is Face to Face from Facebook.